Hey, yeah, shalom and grace be unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Welcome to Midnight Cry. I am your host, Nico. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so happy to be here with you all tonight. Like, as always, as always, you'll always hear me say this. It's an honor and a privilege to serve God's children. It's an honor and a privilege. And I love doing it. It's not a burden. It's not strenuous. It's not... Uh, yeah, any of those things, it's not a burden, it's not strenuous. I actually love this, I love doing this. I love my brothers and my sisters, I love y'all, and that's why I come and I do this. When you love somebody, you go, you do whatever it takes to uh to to show your love and this is this is my love talking to to God and to his children this is my love talking to God and to his children and I'm very honored um and privileged to uh do it um I had a meltdown the other day y'all and it was something else it was something else I'm talking about I was crying uncontrollably uncontrollably and I uh, called one of my sisters and she prayed with me and um she talked to me through it you know it's it and I came out on the other side understanding that um the call that that God has given me um the compassion that he has given me for we his children and for the for those that don't even know him but will come to know him because of we his children amen um is uh it's a heart of compassion and a in a heart of compassion when you see um devastation and when you see um so much evil um it, it it'll make you weep you know It'll make you weep, and I'm human. I'm not. I have. I'm. I'm human. Like I'm still in flesh. You know what I'm saying? And I'm. I'm grateful at the same time for tears and being able to cry because there was a time in my life where um, tears did not readily flow through me. I was uh, like a like a well with stones thrown in it where water couldn't flow through. Or anything, you know. Uh, so I'm grateful for tears today. I'm grateful for compassion today. I'm grateful for righteous indignation today. There was a time where um, I thank God for uh, healing me. There was a time that I hated uh, certain people, you know. And I thank God that he has turned that hatred into compassion and love, you know. And only he can do that. Like, me within myself I don't have the wherewithal to do it, you know. So, um, anyway, I had posted on my social media page, Who's My Neighbor? Who's My Neighbor? Um, it's going to go into Luke uh, chapter 10, and we are going to start at verse 25, and we're going to talk about Who's My Neighbor? We're going to answer the question according to God's word, Who? is my neighbor starting at verse 25 of Luke chapter 10 and behold a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him saying master what shall I do to inherit eternal life and he said unto him what is written in the law how readest thou it I want to pause right there Jesus answered him what is written in the law 
and how I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna break them that up. What is written in the law? Jesus' answer was a question. What is written in the law? We have given been given the impression that the law is of no effect. That the law is meaningless because we are no longer under the law, but under grace. Hmm. But Jesus just asked this lawyer when he asked, how do I uh, inherit eternal life? What does the law say? And then he asked him another question behind that. How readest thou? Meaning, how do you understand it? What does it say and how do you understand what it says? That that that's going to make the that's going to make the difference. That's going to make the difference. And then he answered the lawyer said, "Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself." And he said unto him, Thou hast answered, answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And who is my neighbor? So he, he said, he asked Jesus the question, who is my neighbor, to justify the fact that he, he had some, some prejudices. He, he didn't treat everybody the same. He, didn't, he wasn't really loving his neighbor as he loved himself. He, he knew that he wasn't because um, the eyes of his heart was, was opened. And that last statement that he made from the law, and thou shall love um, in thy neighbor as thyself. So the same with all thy strength, with all thy might, with all thy heart, the same way that we love God, we are supposed to love our neighbor the same way, right? So he knew that he wasn't doing that. He didn't do that, right? Right. So um, and Jesus answering said to the question, who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Well, what is the definition of a priest? In that time, a priest is was one required to act as a mediator um, who represents the divine spirit to his subjects. He acts as an he was to act as an ambassador, a chosen vehicle through whom Yahweh God has chosen to serve his people. I want to read again what a priest was in that time. Re a priest was required to act as a 
mediator. He represented the divine spirit to his subjects. He acts as an ambassador, a chosen vehicle through whom Yahweh God has chosen to serve his people. Now let's go back and read verse 31 again. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Let's look what a Levite uh, was. The Levite was to provide assistance to the priest. So the priest, it says, he that when the priest went past him, that he passed by on the other side. So that means he went around him. He went out of his way to avoid him. But the it says in verse 32, the Levite actually went to go look up on him. And then he passed on, passed by on the other side. These men, these men. Um, knew the law. They were um, um, ordained or chosen um, by the law written by Moses through the mouth of God. Um, these priests and this Levite were chosen men of God. And they knew the law. They knew what the word, uh, what, they're, what, they, what they were called to do. But they did not do it. They did not do it. And let's be let's be honest today, saints. Let's let's just be honest today. Let's let's be real. Okay. Um, how many of us, how many of us, when we see somebody in need, when we see somebody on the side of the road, when we see somebody um for whatever reason, in in that needs help, how often do we just go right past them? How often do we go right past them? Or if we do help, we posting it all on social media so everybody can see what we're doing. There's, you don't get no reward for that. You already got your reward. You got it from man. Okay? So, so how many of us do this? If, if, if the law says that I am supposed to, the answer that the, that the lawyer gave in verse 27 was, um, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. So if I'm loving God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, with all my mind, then it's, it's, I, I, I'm going to automatically love my neighbor as myself. So then the question would have to be, am I loving God with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength, and all my mind? Am I? Because there is no excuse for those of us that profess the name of Jesus not to love our neighbors as ourselves. But who's our neighbor? Is it just the people that are that have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Because the way that the priest and the Levite behaved, it appears that that must have been their thought process. 
Because as we go further down, we'll see, you'll see exactly why I'm saying this. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Samaritan. A Samaritan came by. A rejected one. Somebody not that didn't worship in Jerusalem. Somebody that wasn't in the that wasn't a priest, that wasn't a Levite, that wasn't in the elite sect of that time. Came by this same man and had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound up his wounds. Pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him and whatsoever thou spendest more when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was a neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? Which now, which now of these three thinkest thou was a neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? The neighbor, the one that was the neighbor to him wasn't the church people the religious people and these are the ones that that are supposed to know the word and that's a great big old indictment that's a great slap in the face that i i could see why the the religious elite despised jesus so much because he was calling out their 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 sin he was calling them out on the things that they were supposed to be doing that they were not doing. Okay? They looked good, though, before the people, but they wasn't doing what God told them to do according to his word. That's why they hated Jesus. That's why. They didn't want to deal with their, their sin. They was lawless. They was lawless with the appearance of keeping it. Yeah. You know why they were lawless? Because they was doing the actual, uh, the outward working, but their hearts was lawless. Because they did it for show. They didn't really have compassion. They didn't really have love for God. Because if they really had love for God, they would have, they would have had love and compassion for their neighbor. They wouldn't have picked and choose, uh, uh, pick, picked and chosen who they considered their neighbor to be. Now, here's a Samaritan that's not even considered anything to the to the religious people of that time. But he had the compassion on this, the, the man that fell amongst the thieves. Not only did he have compassion for him in his heart, but he took out of his substance and cared for this man. He took out of his time and cared for this man. You understand what I'm saying? Not only that, he told the man he couldn't stay because he was he had to go do whatever it is that he does. 
But he told the man that he left him with. He said, if you need anything else, if he inquires any more debt, when I come back, I'll repay you for it. Make sure he's okay. Make sure he's okay. That's what being that's what being a neighbor is. That's what being a neighbor is, you know? So in verse 37, um, and he said, He that showeth mercy on him. Where's our mercy at? Mm. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. You know what I love about this lawyer? This lawyer, when he, when he, after he tried to justify himself and Jesus gave him the story of the man that fell amongst thieves, he answered Jesus the right way, which he began, he answered him the right way from the beginning. Cause Jesus said, you answer right this do and thou shall live. He said, okay, you got, you, you understand, you know what it's saying. You get it. But do what it says and you will live. And then when he tried to justify himself and, and, and say trying to find a way to justify the fact that he knew he wasn't treating everybody like a neighbor. And Jesus gave him the story. He got it. He got it. He, Jesus told him to go and do thou likewise. So even if we haven't. And we haven't. We haven't for the most part. We really haven't. We don't treat people. We don't treat everybody as a neighbor. We we have we pick and choose who we want to want to treat like a neighbor. We pick and choose who we want to have compassion on, and we pick and choose who we want to have mercy on. Mm -hmm. We like the priests and the Levites, you know, um, most times. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We can repent and show mercy. We can go and do that likewise from this day forward. Like, we don't have to remain like that. But first, we have to be able to accept the fact that, yeah, I've been like that. Or, yeah, that's in my heart. You know? The, the only way that we can receive uh, uh, repentance is first, uh, before we can even ask for repentance, is to first agree with the word of God if we find that, 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 the word, that we are going against it. We have to agree with the word, not what's in our heart, because God, God tells us that our heart is deceitfully wicked above all else. So we can't trust our hearts. We have to trust and believe that the word is the truth and that alone. And if we are not um, doing things according to the word, then we are in error and we must repent or we will not inherit eternal life. We do not want to get before Jesus. And he say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. What, what does iniquity mean? You workers of lawlessness. I want to read us um, Exodus 23 verses 1 through 10. Because in order to understand what is being said about the law and how we are to treat one another. For real, for real, we have to go back into Exodus 23 and see the instructions that God gave Moses to give to the children. Okay? We're going we gonna, we gonna to read that real quick. We're going to read that real quick. Exodus 23, verse, starting at verse 1, we're going to go through verse 10. Thou shalt not raise a false, a false report. Put not thy hand unto the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do 
evil. Neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest judgment. Neither shalt thou countenance a poor man in his cause. If thou meet thy enemy's ox or donkey going astray, thou shalt surely bring it back to him again. If thou see the donkey of him that hated thee lying under his burden and wouldest forbear to help him, thou shalt surely help with him. So when Jesus said, if your enemy, um, bless your enemy and curse not, he never said anything that wasn't already written aforetime. He will not go against himself. So when he was telling us to love our enemies and curse, um, don't curse them, but bless them. This is what he was talking about. This precept right here is what he was talking about. This is a, a, a what God told them way back after they had came out of Egypt. If thou meet thy enemy's ox or his donkey, go astray, help him bring it back. No, take it back to him again. If you see your, your the uh, donkey of him that hated thee lying under his burden, he said, help him. Help him. Even if you don't want to, help him. Thou shalt not rest the judgment of thy poor in his cause. Keep thee far from a false matter in the innocent and righteous. Slay thou not, for I will not justify the wicked. Mm-hmm. He said, don't slay the innocent. No, don't, don't, don't keep far away from a false matter. You know, stay away from it. In the innocent and righteous, stay away from that. Because I'm telling you, I will not justify you in your wickedness. And thou shalt take no gift, for the gift blinded the wise and perverted the words of the righteous. He said, don't take a bribe. Also, thou shalt not oppress a stranger. For ye know the heart of a stranger, seeing you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Remember when you was bound up by sin? Yeah, remember when you was bound up by sin? When you was in Egypt bound up by sin? Yeah, remember that. And when you see somebody else bound up in sin to show compassion. Yeah, don't oppress them. Don't treat them less than, remember? Do you remember? What it was like before Jesus came and set you free? Yeah. Don't oppress people that are still in sin. That's loving our neighbor. In six years thou shalt sow thy land, and thou shalt gather in the fruits thereof. But the seventh year thou shalt let it rest and lie still, that the poor of thy people may eat. And what they leave, the beast of the field shall eat. In like manner... Thou shalt deal with the with thy vineyard and with thy olive yard. So these are things that God told his instructed his children to do in the law. In the law. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all, the law is not obsolete because if if the law was obsolete, why in the world would Jesus ask this man, um, what does the law say? He, Jesus himself said, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill. Yeah, he said that. He said, not one jot or tittle of my law shall, shall perish. 
the world, the earth shall perish, but but my word will remain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you know that those of us that are lawless, those of us that that don't that don't love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves, we ain't inheriting the kingdom of God. We will not. We ain't. We won't. We won't. Jesus himself even said, many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, did not do this in your name and Lord, did not do that in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity, you worker of lawlessness. Yeah. We still have time to repent. We got to get better. We have to be right. We have to do things right. We have to do things according to God's word. And and treating our neighbors um, with respect, treating our neighbors with compassion, treating our neighbors with mercy, and our neighbors, our neighbors, is humanity. Our neighbors are not just those who have who profess Jesus. Those are not just our neighbors. All of humanity is our neighbor. Yes, all of them. All of them. Jesus said himself. Uh, when his disciples asked it, no, he told his disciples, I think, I think somebody asked him, did he want them to go in and take them up, take out the people that, you know, separate the people that don't belong to him. He said, uh-uh. He said, no, no, don't you touch nothing in my vineyard. He said, you let the wheat and the tear grow together. And when I get there, I'll separate it. But we, but we, we want to play God. We be want to play God. We think that that we can pick and choose who who's God's people and who's not. When we don't even know, we don't even know uh, if. First of all, if we have that thought process, we have sat on the throne. We have sat on the throne. He said, "Who are you to judge another man's creation?" Oh, are you God? Oh, oh, yeah. He tells us, "Judge nothing until it's time." Mm-hmm. We got to get better about that. We got to get better about treating our neighbors right. But first, we got to get right with God because once when we right with God, treating our neighbor the way we want to be treated will come with that. So it really tells us, it really shows us where we are with, with God. It really shows us where we are in relationship with God when we don't treat our neighbor right. You know, it really does. It really, really does. It does. And, um, uh, so yeah, we gotta we gotta get it together. If this word in any way has um, convicted you or anything like that, good, good. Repent. All we gotta do is repent. He said he is faithful and just to forgive us all unrighteousness and repent and turn from it. We can be forgiven and restored. You know. But it's that hard-heartedness that keeps us that that keep us from inheriting what 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 we profess Jesus for in the first place, which is eternal life. To be our Lord, to be our Savior. When we when we receive Jesus as our personal Savior, we received Him, our Lord and Savior. We received Him to be to take authority, to take rule, to take dominion over our lives. You know. But we only, I think a lot of us only look at Jesus for the blessing. We don't want him to lord over our lives. We don't want him to rule over us. We just want his blessings. 
But when somebody is your Lord, when somebody is your king, when somebody is your God, um, you humble yourself and you submit to the way in which they tell you to 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 be. You listen to the to the to the laws of that government. You know what I'm saying? So the lawmaker is God. He who is the king of said government is Jesus in the it, which is the word which is the law. And if we if he is our lord and our savior then we adhere to the laws of his government. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying like it's not it's not that hard. We complicate it. And it's not about going back into bondage because we cannot do, we cannot walk, uh, um, we can't do what the Bible tells us to do without the Holy Spirit. And the more of our, uh, the more that we humble ourselves before God, the more his spirit um, takes takes control of us the more that we feast on his word the more that we humble ourselves the more that we confess those things that his word reveals to us the more that we do that um the more that the holy spirit has we make we move ourselves out the way so that the holy spirit can move us whichever so way he chooses you understand what i'm saying and so those things that we used to struggle with those sins that uh used to keep us bound we won't even realize when they fall off. And then when we even try to go back and do those things, we'll be so convicted. It aggrieves God's, the Holy Spirit in us so much that it aggrieves us. You know? And that, and, but we don't even know sin. We don't even know what sin is except the, um, unless we know what his law is. And that's why the enemy tries to keep us out of it so much. Because if we know what the law is, then... Then we know what not to do. We know what's displeasing to God. And when we know what's displeasing to God and he's really our God, we're going to we're going to ask. We're going to humble ourselves and ask him, you know, help me do your will. Teach me your laws. Teach me your precepts. Teach me your ordinances so I, that I don't sin against you. Yeah. Yeah. That that is the beginning of wisdom. That is the loving the Lord your God with all my heart and all my soul and all my strength and all my mind. And then we can then we can do the other part. And then my neighbor as myself. But the first thing has to be done. You know? First things first. First things first. Yep. He's processing us. He's processing us out. He's processing the. He's processing his children out right now. He's purging us out right now. He's drawing us back to his word. He's drawing us back to himself. You know, and if we really, if we really desire uh, to be in his kingdom, we'll do what it takes. We'll do what he says by any means necessary. In my Malcolm X voice. <laughs> Amen. I love y'all. Thank y'all for joining Midnight Cry tonight. Again, I am your host, Nico. You guys remain blessed, remain highly favored. And hey, if if you gotta repent, ain't nothing wrong with repenting. A wise man admits when they're wrong. <laughs>
a fool goes on in their foolishness. Which one are you? I love you. Be blessed.